Welcome to Momentum, encouraging women who follow Jesus because your leadership and influence matter. This is Lauren Carreras. I am podcasting from Ventura, California. Uh, it is sunny and people literally have decorated their palm trees for Christmas, which is crazy, especially because I'm from Chicago. Yeah, and it's there's snow here, so it's crazy to think about how different it is in different parts. And I know one of our listeners is from Taiwan. So it's crazy to think about where everybody lives. And yeah. It's kind of funny. Um, and we're here today with Denise Harlow. I like to call her mom. Uh, she's a ministry leader of 32 years who's experienced crazy changes in church size, like staff size, family life stages, all of that, and, and like she said, she's from the snowy, podcasting from the snowy hometown of Chicago, Illinois, my home, and as a woman in leadership, we just thought we should talk about women in leadership in the Bible, so we're going to focus in on one particular person. Uh, Denise, who is that, and why did you want to look at her? Well, today we're going to look at the woman named Deborah in the Old Testament. And it's really interesting. This is from Judges 4. And if you're not real familiar with Old Testament history, this is um, way after the Israelites had taken the promised land and there were judges uh, leading them. And it's so sad, but true. They kept going back and forth from being faithful to God to not being faithful to being faithful, depending on, you know, their, their leaders at the time. And it's, it's sad. So where our story picks up today in Judges 4, it just starts out saying, again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. So mm-hmm. we're um, going to let you know, just summary, there is a king named Jabin, who's king of Canaan, and that God allowed the Israelites to be taken over by this group of people. And just to give you a little background information, Jabin's commander, his army commander, is named Sisera. And they had a really strong army. So that's kind of the summary where we pick up. Yeah, so this is in Judges, which is the way beginning part of the Bible. Um, Pretty crazy that we find a woman in leadership in this story, which is why we're looking at it. So we are in... Judges chapter 4, verse 4. Now Deborah, a prophet, the wife of Lipidoth, who was leading, Isra- was leading Israel at the time. She held court under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites went up to her to have their disputes decided. She's- okay, let's stop a second. Because okay. that was so interesting. And you notice I had Lauren read this. It's because I didn't want to try to tackle all these hard There's Old some Testament crazy words, <laughs> and I am maybe perhaps making up the pronunciation, but <laughs> she's good at that. That's though. fine. <laughs> but she'll, it's okay. Um, anyway, so she was a prophet and she was leading Israel. At oh my time. goodness. So a prophet, yeah. meaning she was a, she was teacher. She was a teacher. She was communicating the word of the Lord to this huge group of people, the Israelites. And it says and she was leading. Day, yeah. In that day of time, that is crazy. Now for us today, 
no big deal. We have women senators. We had a woman run for president. We have women who lead big companies. But in that day and time, women were more like property. And we got a little more glimpse of that understanding when we went to other countries like Costa Rica or um, you spent time in In other countries as well. Yeah, absolutely. There are definitely many places in the world where women aren't aren't seen as equals or maybe uh, theoretically are seen as equals but aren't treated as such and given the same opportunities as men. And it, it is sometimes hard to fathom what that's like. And so being in other cultural contexts has been, has been huge to see the way that women are treated, seen as primarily baby makers and primarily, you know, uh, people who should and only should be running the house, nothing else. And it's just, it's fascinating to see that that, that was the same context that Deborah was in, the same cultural context. It is crazy. And we don't know how it came about. God's silent on that. And so interesting. So in verse five, we're told that she held court. So mm-hmm. she was a judge and she held them under the palm of Deborah. I'm sure it got that name because that's where she... Held court, but that's interesting in itself. And the Israelites went up to her to have their disputes settled. Um, their wow. what? <laughs> their disputes. <laughs> what did I say? Disputes settled. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my daughters love to make fun of me for you moms out there. I'm sure you've never experienced that. So, so moving think, right along, verse six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she sent for Barak, son of Abinoam, Ab- Abinoam from Kadesh and Naphtali, and said to him. Okay, so stop a second. Naphtali or Naphtali, whatever you want to call it. Naphtali. That was one of the 12 tribes of Israel. Remember in yeah. Joseph at the Code of Men- Many colors and Naphtali. He was one of them. So just so you know, he was from that tribe. Okay. So she so she calls on this person, Barak, and mm-hmm. says, The Lord God of Israel commands you, go take with you ten thousand men of Naphtali and Zebulun, and lead them up to Mount Tabor. I will lead Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his troops to the Kishon River and give him into your hands. So the Lord says, I will lead this other army and commander of this army straight into your hands if you do this. Oh, that's so amazing. And he communicated through who? Through Deborah. Yes, he did. (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. So she's, um, yeah, so she's telling this to Barack. So, so Bar- Barack said to her, if you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. Certainly wow. I will go with you, said Deborah. But because of the course you are taking, the honor will not be yours. For the Lord will deliver Sisera into the hands of a woman. So Deborah went with Barack to Kadesh. There Barack summoned Zebulun and Nephthah. Nephtali and 10,000 men went up under his command. Deborah also went up with him. Okay, so that is, we're going to stop right there for a second. Wow, that's interesting. He doesn't even want to, he doesn't even want to go if she doesn't go. I mean, that's how much she's respected mm-hmm. for the power of God living in her. 
And, and it's, it's funny her response because she she essentially says to him, well, if you don't go without me, then the honor is going to be mine. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Which is funny okay. because I think it would have been a sign of, of faithfulness or respect to ask her to go with her. But she's like, no, no, that's not faithful enough. So now this honor is not going to be yours. It's kind of sassy response. I like it. <laughs> gonna give them to a hands of a woman (laughs) well and she's honest i mean this is what will be said so she's you know honest with them about it so Mm -hmm. so she went with them so verse 11 now heber the kenite had left the other kenites the descendants of hoab moses's brother-in-law and pitched his tent by the great tree in zananin near kadesh Okay, this is kind of a random verse because this means more to us in a minute. Um, right now it's like, okay, who's this? What? what mm-hmm. What's the deal with the Kenites or whatever they're called? Okay, mm-hmm. but we don't really know yet. So when when they told Sisera that Barak, the son of Abinoam, Abinoam, I think, I don't know. Abinoam had gone up to Mount Tabor. Sisera summoned from Harasheth. Higayum <laughs> to the Kishon River, all his men and his 900 chariots fitted with iron. Okay, so that that's basically meaning they were really powerful because 900 chariots, that's a, a lot. Fitted with iron. Then Deborah said to Barak, go, this is the day the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. Has not the Lord gone ahead of you? So Barak went down to Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. At Barak's advance, the Lord routed Sisera and all his chariots in army by the sword. And Sisera got down from his chariot and fled on foot. That's pretty funny. That'd be a good movie little spot right there, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's funny if you think death is funny like that. I'm, I'm so kidding. sorry. But so I, I actually have been, I have been to Mount Tabor and okay. all those chariots and they ran down and they are defeating this huge, powerful army hmm. with swords. But their leader is kind of a coward. And he finally just hmm. gets off his chariot and starts running, you know. So you have to yeah. kind of think in a cowardly mindset. He's not mm-hmm. even you know, taking his team with him or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you have to think about it like that. So verse 16, Barak pursued the chariots and army as far as Harasheth and all sisters troops fell by the sword. Not a man was left. That's pretty amazing. All Except right. for Sisera who ran away. And we find out later that he was killed by that random verse he was killed by a woman who was a Kenite, and the Kenites had were allies of Jabin and his army. And so he was supposedly thinking he's safe, and he goes into this tent and falls asleep. And then this woman puts a stake of a tent through his, um, his head while he's sleeping. And Lovely. Yeah, so she tells that to Brock. But we didn't want to read all that to you. But anyway, he dies the coward dies and anyway so this is really cool though deborah again reminds barack go this is the day the lord has given sisera into your hands and has not the lord gone ahead of you she's the encourager she's the one that reminds him 
of uh, what God is doing in this situation. So I kind of wanted us to stop and just discuss some of the challenges that Deborah might have had in her life. Okay, first, as a judge in that culture, we mentioned some of it, but um, might have been some prejudice against her. Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially, uh, we don't know, we don't know if she has children, but it says she's a wife. So in, in that culture, she would have been responsible for uh, cooking and, you know, so who knows what kind of criticism she got as, as a wife being outside of, away from the home or away from women. The fact that she was around probably, she was probably around a lot of men a lot of the day. Yeah. Um, And she probably hired help, you know honestly, for her home, because like in Africa, even now, um, different missionaries are able to hire help for cooking or cleaning. And this is um, all just speculation. This sure. Moment. Absolutely. It's not in scripture. Yep. Um, but she, that, that is so true. She it's mentioned she has a husband. So you wonder what the attitude of the other women were towards her. Mm-hmm. You Especially wonder. when it was so rare, so, so mm-hmm. rare for, I mean, we assume it's so rare because everything else so far with the Israelite culture has right. mentioned what we, what we learned through history and through the Bible. Yeah. So that's kind of her, her life situation. Um, I wonder what kind of giftings that she had as a, as a person, you know, spiritual gifts and, and all that. What do you, what do you see here? Well, I love to speculate on that, and it is, to remind our listening audience, it is speculation. This isn't in scripture. Um, but apparently, she had wisdom and discernment because she was she was settling mm-hmm. disputes. So that would be, that's hard. I remember that being hard as a mother just with my kids. <laughs> I can't imagine doing a whole country that way. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right. She must have really known the law. So... I I mean I don't know that's not necessarily considered a gift but that's so interesting that um it's something in her background that God utilized women weren't necessarily educated in the same way or educated uh formally at that point so for her to really know the law enough to be a judge is amazing who knows if if someone taught her if she just was a good auditory learner and you know who knows what kind of things that God used to to help her really know the law I know I can't wait to get to heaven and ask her find out the backstory because scripture's silent and it will be so interesting to find out how she came into this position absolutely uh, very interesting she is uh she's not afraid she's not a people person people pleaser i'm sure she's a people person <laughs> yeah uh, yeah she's around people a lot around but, people yeah. a lot. um she she was not a people pleaser in that she was not afraid to state the truth and state it in a way that that calms arguments or she, i mean she was the final word <laughs> so she had to speak truth and and do it with confidence she had to do it with confidence yeah Great point. Great point. Another thing that came to my mind is she really had to have humility because she did warn Barack or Barack, however you say it, that she would get the credit 
And she really gave him the opportunity to get the mm-hmm. credit. I, I mean, I don't think it was necessarily, we, we joked about it, her being sassy, but she might have just really been being honest with him. And I thought that was really humble, allowing him yeah. the opportunity to get the credit. Like, I've, I have I have the faith. Do you have the faith? And if you don't, I'm coming with you, but I, you, your faith is not getting the credit here. <laughs> Which brings me to another thing is that she was obedient and she was confident in the word of God. So, so she heard the word of God and, and it was different. Um, in the Old Testament, right? Yeah, yeah. Especially with the prophets, they actually God spoke to them audibly. Um, interesting enough, but yeah. So she heard this word of the Lord, and then went on and and proclaimed it very boldly. Um, and the word of the Lord was to send people to war. So she really had to trust that she heard God right and that she was communicating well. And she had to really be taking the time to listen to God in order to, mm-hmm. to hear what she was supposed to be communicating, which Good um, point. is a cool thing about her relationship and her leadership. It was, it was leadership from God. It really was. It really was. That's very cool. Um, you know, she was had to be fair, to be trustworthy, she had to be confident, um, as you said. Really, really cool things to speculate about how, what or what Deborah's gifts gifts were. So what are, what are some things that you'd want us to take away from Deborah, um, this part of the Bible, um, things that you would hope that I would take away and other women in leadership and other women everywhere would take away from this story. Well, I, I love this story because it was the old Testament and it was so much more rare for women to be used. And this woman trusted God to use her and she stepped out in obedience. And what I want our listeners to think about is the gifts that God has given them. And I think we can get so run down in life and in ministry in those difficult times that we lose our confidence. We lose our Mm. possibly even some of our faith in what God has gifted us to use for him. Right. And I want our listeners. Or when we don't see progress in front of our face, we think, I don't know if God's doing anything right now. I don't know if I'm the right person for this. And, but mm-hmm. God's got it and he's got it in control. So I want our listeners just to put a piece of paper on their fridge or type it in their phone, whatever they need to do. And I want them to think about the gifts and skills God has given them. And it might come to you gradually. You may only be able to think of one in the beginning, but as you go with time, oh yeah, I guess I'm pretty good at administration or hospitality or what, whatever God has gifted you. And then start praying about how God might want to use you um, now or in the future to use those gifts for him, whether it be in a behind the scenes way or up front, like Deborah was, you know, with this army. I feel like God can really be using women today who are willing to serve him. One big takeaway for me is is Deborah's obedience. Um, it it's a it was a, a heavy thing probably for her to tell 
Barack to go to war. I mean, it's exciting to announce that God is going to be victorious over something, but there was still a, a war to take place, a battle to take place in the meantime. And she had to be sure, like, that's, that's something she probably, she was not the expert on war. She had probably never, this is new ter- territory for her. She had probably never <laughs> sent anyone into battle before. Um, but God asked her to, and she did it. And um, I think that that's so important to me to keep in front of my face that when God asks us to do something, <laughs> it's to be a part of a bigger story and um, to not question it so much or hem and haw, but to just to do it. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're going to be uh, praying for you women out there just to really step out and be sure to share your stories along the way of how God's using you, whether it be big, visible, or small behind the scenes. Please. It's so, it's so encouraging to see how big God, our God is. It would be great to hear from you all. So uh, again, that was in Judges 4. If you want to show off your Bible knowledge of Old Testament women leaders, take that with you. Judges 4, verses 1 to 14. Thank you guys so much for tuning into Momentum. Hey, for more information or encouragement, you can always check out deniseharlow.com or follow Denise Harlow on Instagram or Facebook. We are praying for you. We love you so much. May you all be as close to the word of the Lord as Deborah was, as obedient and as confident as she was. And we will talk to you soon.